0: This Sunday is the 17th of Tammuz, where we begin the three-week period of mourning for the destruction of the Besa Mikdash, the Holy Temple, actually both, but in Mikdash, both Holy Temples, as we know, that the actual destruction took place between these three weeks, beginning on the 17th of Tammuz, and culminating on Tisha B'Av, the saddest day of the Jewish year, when the both Holy Temples were both destroyed uh, on that date. And therefore, these three weeks... Are days where there are certain laws, certain halachas of um, of at least semi mourning, reflecting over that time of destruction. At the same time, we know that a yid, a Jew, is always meant to be besimcha, always meant to be happy and positive. And it's in these days that we reflect on Hashem's great love for us, specifically, and that anything negative that was done and that happened and that happens, ultimately is only there for a greater good, as a loving parent would only do for a child, and will be totally and fully transformed into happiness, into redemption with the coming of Mashiach. And the same refers to the difficulties that we go through in this world in general. Um, even this morning, as I record these words, our minds and hearts are all with the with our brothers and sisters who are still missing so many of them in the tragic events in Florida. And we're broken, and at the same time, we attempt and we try and we focus on the fact that every everything negative must be for a good reason and must be transformed for goodness. It's no accident that the Shabbos right before the three weeks, tomorrow, we read the Torah portion of Balak. If there's any Torah portion that carries the idea of transformation of the negative to the positive. It's this entire Torah portion. The story of the Parsha is that the Jewish people are traveling and there's this evil king, Balak, who's afraid of them. He doesn't know what's going to be, so he hires the greatest evil prophet and sorcerer of his time, Bilam, who the Talmud tells us, the Gemara tells us, is the, is the ultimate prophet. He's a prophet on the level of Moshe Rabbeinu, except that just as Moshe Rabbeinu is in holiness, the ultimate extreme of holiness. Bilam is the ultimate extreme of wickedness, of immorality and impurity. And therefore, Balak hires Bilam to curse the Jewish people. He knows that Bilam's curses have tremendous power, and he hires him to come and look at the Jewish people and curse them. But as the Pasha goes on, and we read, we have the most beautiful blessings for the Jewish people in the entire Torah, emanating from the mouth of this Bilam. Though Bilam himself hated the Jewish people and very much wanted to curse them, Hashem um, forces him. Instead, to open his mouth and give them blessings. And he gives them one set of blessings, and then Balak takes him to a second place, and he gives them a second set of blessings. Balak takes him to a third place, he gives them a third set of blessings. And finally, he turns around, without being asked, he says, now I'm going to prophesy about the end of days, and we have the most beautiful and powerful blessings and prophecies about the coming of Mashiach, coming from this negative prophet, Bilam. So the idea of, as the Pasuk says, That Hashem transformed the curses into blessings, the one who was meant to curse and transformed him into one who brings us great blessing, is really the message, the theme of this week's parsha. And as I said, it's not a coincidence that this is the parsha that precedes that three week period of time, the three week of mourning, the three weeks where. On the one hand, there's so much negativity and so much things that could make us upset and sad and angry and depressed, and yet comes the Torah and tells us to remember that Hashem loves us and that every curse can be and will be transformed into a great blessing, the blessings of a loving father to his children. So let's just zoom in to one of the beautiful ideas and blessings and prophecies of this week's Parsha that Bilam says and as I said Bilam prophesies in the Parsha four times uh, three times at the request of Balak and the once on his own in the second set of prophecies he says <speaking in Hebrew> there's no magicians there's no sorcerers amongst the Jewish people <speaking> in, <Hebrew> um, in that time it will be said to Yaakov in Israel Mapo al what does Hashem Done or what does Hashem do? What does that mean when Bilaam says, "In the time, kaes, and this time and that time, it will be said to Yaakov and Yisrael, to the Jewish people, what did Hashem do?" And Rashi, in his commentary, brings two explanations. The first explanation he says, Rashi says that there will come a time when the Chiba, the love for Hashem, of Hashem for His people, will be revealed to everyone that they will sit before Hashem and learn Torah from His mouth and they'll be closer to Hashem even than the Malachim, even than the angels. And the angel will ask the Jewish people, what did Hashem say? What is Hashem doing? And Rashi brings the Pesach from the Navi, enecha There will come a time that our eyes will, will see our master, will see our teacher, will see will see Hashem Himself and will learn Torah directly from Him. That's the first interpretation. Dovarachir, a second interpretation, says, Rashi, we're not talking about the future. Bilam is saying in the present, that even in the present, Kali Yisrael, the Jewish people, don't need sorcerers, they don't need musicians, because whenever they, they need to know what Hashem wants for them or has in store for them, for that we have our tzaddiki, and for that we have our neviim, who give us over the word of Hashem. So what are the two ideas? The first idea, Rashi said, is that Bilam is saying there will come a time when it will be revealed how we're so close to Hashem we're learning Torah directly from Him and all the angels will come to us to ask us, what did Hashem say last? And then Rashi says that even nowadays we have our tzaddikim, we have our navim who give us over the word of Hashem. Both of these ideas is where Bilam is talking about the tremendous closeness that a yid has and should feel in his relationship and connection to Hashem. Let me work backwards. The second idea Rashi said is even nowadays, even in times of darkness, even in times of difficulty, even in times of exile, we have our tzaddikim, we have the holy people of all the generations, Hashem in His great kindness gave us tzaddikim, gave us navi and people who through a hakei, there's divine inspiration, who speak to us the word of Hashem, the consoling word of Hashem the directions of Hashem, we always have access to know what Hashem wants from us. And whenever it is, in whatever time it is, we can always open up the Sefer, open up something from one of our tzaddikim, listen to something from one of our tzaddikim, and get the direct inspiration, and get the direct the direction that we need at any given time, even in a time of darkness, get that from Hashem through those tzaddikim. But Rashi perceives that with his first explanation. And says there will come a time when in a revealed way, we will learn terror from Hashem himself. And that's in the time of Mashiach. The truth is, the word ka'es in the time means there was such a time already. Now by the giving of terror. When we received the terror from Hashem at Har Sinai, again, we heard the words of terror directly from Hashem. But then, it wasn't permanent. Then it was only something that was transient. It was too difficult for us. We asked Moshe Rabbeinu that he should teach us the word of Hashem. It was too powerful, overpowering. But then, in the future when Mashiach will come, the Rashi says, no, we'll be able to actually see Hashem, we'll be able to listen to Hashem and learn terror from Him in a, in a consistent way, in a constant way. But one might ask, so that's the future. That's in a long time. How does that, how does that affect us today? Or why was Bilam saying that, that? Then he couldn't give the Jewish people curses because in a long time in the future, the Jews will learn Torah from Hashem directly. And Rashi answers that by saying the word that in that time it will be revealed how we're learning Torah directly from Hashem. What Rashi is telling us is that really that's the way, that's happening now as well. When a person learns Torah, when a person is able to open up a sefer, learn some Chumash or learn some Mishnayis or Gemara or Tanya or any part of Torah, at those moments himself, Hashem is sitting and learning Torah with the person. The Pesach says in Tehillim, says, Tan HaMelech says, Let my tongue answer after your words. Say Chazala, when a Yid learns Torah, even though the Yid, even though the person thinks they're sitting themselves in the room, Hakadosh yoshe Just as when Hashem gave us the Torah the first time. And just as it will be when Mashiach will come, Hashem is there in the room with the person giving over those words of Torah, learning with the person. We have a study partner, an invisible study partner, whenever we learn a word of Torah, Hashem is there saying those words to us. So when we remember these messages that Bilam told us, that we have at any point in time our tzaddikim, we have our neviim, the ones who give us over the word of Hashem. And even more so, when we're sitting and when we learn some Torah, we're not doing it alone. But Hashem himself is enveloping us and teaching us and talking with us. With these ideas that we reflect upon, we're able to go through even times of tremendous difficulty and recognize that we're always in the embrace of Hashem and hope in Davin that very soon all of those difficulties should be fully transformed in the most revealed way to blessings for every person individually, for Klal Yisrael collectively with the coming of Mashiach may made be speedily in our time.